tonight I am joined by one of my favorite chefs in the in the continent okay and um, this dude literally changed the way I view food and I'm, I'm a super experimental dude I'm down to try anything but the storytelling that comes with the food with every meal it's insane without further ado ladies and gentlemen the one and only known as chef sansa of yoville dinner club otherwise known by sandile chabalala if you want to check out his id i don't have the records because home affairs is listening how you doing my brother welcome to five nights <laughs> family smash Kata patata smashing pumpkin Dance oh yes oh yes finally i have you on my radio show bro like look at look at god's timing it's beautiful oh well it's a life of radio you know the radio is gonna have all of us you know especially those who want to rise to the occasion you know yes love yes. your voice love your thoughts my brother i'm so happy to be part of this i'm a bit tired uh this time is, we just already um chosen some fish from the some uh, fish um market like the mobile market Mm -hmm. There's a fish van beneath here with a Malawian guide and some guys from Mozambique in one truck uh, showcasing some of the best fish. It's Thursday now, we're already stocking up some fish for the weekend. It's a Yeovil mid-morning. It's a bit earlier in Yeovil because people are still getting up. If I would show you the streets, you'd be seeing a lot of uh, gowns and pajamas. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come and share coffee here with you in the morning. And uh, we finished around 11 p.m. last night. And we had cleared up a little bit till about 12 30 and you know and uh, enjoy have a little smoke before you go home and then i woke up early to come here to get the fish and to share the coffee with you and uh, to share some of my uh, sweet potato with you oh yes it's so beautiful Rata smashing pumpkin Rata patata, smashing pumpkin we need to put that in the record okay <laughs> Sansa, bro, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for in, for your energy. And also, I must just say, um, on the record, Sansa makes the best coffee. I once went to Sansa's house. I think it was 2018. He said, come through to my house. Let's have some coffee, engage in conversations. And we literally had like a three hour long conversation. Like that would have been, and this is before podcasts were podcasts. If we recorded conversations we had, I think I think we would be beaming right now. <laughs> you can't record all the conversations with me. I just hope here we stick to the script that the script around the food. I him because you know you don't want to start with me, you know. And uh, amazing that you took up that coffee um, offer. In, in, in Yeovil, we have also these coffee ceremonies. It's called a coffee ceremony because it's no longer called coffee dates and blah. We're not just frothing in a little uh, cappuccino froth. Mm, or bubbles mm. or you know we are more beneath what kind of espresso is, is simmering beneath the you know the, the milky the milky lane yes and uh, so they, they we we experience the they show you the coffee beans in the morning mm -hmm. and then they wash them and then they uh, roast them and you mm -hmm. can smell them and then they ground them and then you can smell them by the time they brew them and then they pour you your first shot of espresso like you're on your third because you've kind of like smelled the raw and smelled it when you've been roasted and smelled it more when it's been a uh, uh, ground and then now you were also like sniffing it as it was bubbling and then now it's time for you to taste it and actually to be humble enough you have to take the second one which is the first one is called tona and mm -hmm. then the second one is called abul and then the third spread is called baraka means thank you and they all come less stronger 
yes. you know, because I think they kind of like, as the more they pour the infusion, I think she adds a little bit more water. It's like a traditional coffee ceremony, so, something you've never seen anywhere in the world. And it's an African kind of practice. And it's like normal in the morning. The kids can enjoy the smell when they're going to school and it wakes them up when they're still roasting the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then the old man can enjoy while it's brewing and then he can have a sip. And I think the, the, the auntie, the mother or whoever was making it will enjoy the leftovers of the coffee, and, which is where I think that's when we come, when we are, you know, on the morning, the Americano. But that's what yeah. I drink strong espresso in, in, in Yeovil on, on its own. And Yeovil is part of the continent. Yeovil, you know, we always are thought of, or I'm happy that we came with this concept around May, because Yeovil, people think about Yeovil only in May. Last year, two weeks ago, I had an interaction with MTV Base, Paramount, and the, the, the office of the arts and culture minister and the the premier of david makura they all had their friends around yobel they wanted to do some events mm-hmm. it eventually didn't work out with our space because i think our space got too small and the bureaucracy was just too much for me mm-hmm. but they supported another venue around um in, in, i gave them a walk i showed them the yobel market and then they discovered another bigger space i was uh, a mini conquer of yobel like some club that's where they did the event because I realized that they were not sober enough to really converse around food. I think they just yes. wanted to really touch on us as Yeovilites around Africa Day. And so we're always those cousins, that black sheep of the family that people think about when it's around May. And I don't know why South Africa is not making it an official holiday. The mm. entire continent and the entire diaspora is celebrating, reflecting, commemorating, you know, um, around uh, Africa Day, you know, how hard it has come and the, the, the dreams deferred of our fallen leaders and those who are still here watching us and ancestrally also that third eye watching mm. us how we still you know doing what is right so I'm, I'm really revived by the ideas of juicy brains like people like you who can think of africa day and also consistently now we're still in june and you're still reminding me i thought people had forgotten about us you know i i believe africa day is every day for as long as god has given me life uh, um, to wake up in the morning and 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 express my talents and and also express my passion because at the end of it at the heart of it my ancestors are speaking through my passion through my soul every day is africa day it just I, we just saw it fit that we introduced this in africa month so when we when we run we run forever yeah. and uh, and, and I, when when we talk about commemorating our fallen leaders our ancestors um i want to take it back to you when did you start showing appreciation for those who came before you and laid the path for you? Before we even talk about food, before we even talk about what you believe in, when did that start for you? Oh, well, I mean, my thoughts is, you know, everybody is, people always dissecting their family nucleus, you know? Uh, but I was raised mostly by my grand. Mm. And, and, and of course, my grandmother was the the, the, the government, mm. but I had uncles, and whether uh, next door for my little picket fence, you know, my uncle from next door, or my 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 actual mom's brother, or my dad's uh, or the younger brothers, you know, the, some uncle, someone who resembles your father, mm. but is cool enough you know, to mm-hmm. let you get away with all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And your grandmother, who is like everything, the grandmother provided me a bed, a warm bed and the meals. So the uncles, then they move on or move away or they pass on or you grow up. So then I started always seeing myself as an uncle of the future. Uh-huh. You understand, you know, because, you know, I, I remember the uncle, the impression of an uncle, whether 
you know, I'm sorry, when an uncle lights a cigarette at the child and, you know, and you see the smoke coming out of their nose, like, wow. There's something cool about it. You see see the Adam's apple. You just see your your uncle's Adam, you're like, when I grow, I want to have that little gum gum today. When I grow, and I I am gonna light one or something like oh, so I've always kind of like paid homage yes. to the people, the things, the impressions I've seen before. And you know, to be is okay, but to become is the more interesting part. So as we become, we think of what we wanted to be, or who, who we've seen being themselves, and all of those things. So I've always been a thoughtful person. I've always never let good things pass me and even in my mind. And then and then when they're in your mind, then they always reappear. They come back again and you always are dedicating. So I'm always a guy who's always giving thanks and they're always a guy who never wants to forget or connecting the dots. I'm always the storyteller, the story maker, one way or the other. So I'm the guy who, who always also likes to do things that will last or to say things that will stay in your mind for a long time so that you can think again. So we are always somehow paying homage. I think somehow we're not doing the simple thing, which is going within. That's why we are always working with her. Oh man, I love that. I love that so much because in the age where the world literally is looking at Africa for inspiration, is looking for, is looking at Africa for direction, is looking at yeah. Africa for, for spiritual grounding, Food is at the heart of it. And you, my friend, have that yep. gift. <laughs> you have that gift. Do you remember what um, food represented uh, to you as a as a young fellow? And I'm talking about that between the age of 17 and below. You know, what 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 eating together meant for you or what cooking for others meant to you. Do you remember? food made a great impact to me as a kid without even thinking much because it was always there yes. you know and, and the good ideas our, our our grandmothers who left their villages whenever they improvise making township dishes they always talk or they reference how they grew up and how food is not the same or, or trying to supplement from where they're from to where they are now and there's always been stories so food has always been about movement and stories and you know kind of like reading for me mm. if that's how natural food has been and now you know it's amazing that this space of mine that you know people listen to me i cook all day but when people arrive they're looking at me i'm providing cocktail they want to know what's in the cocktail no one has made the cocktail that i make and then I put the food on the table and they want to touch or they're guessing what it is. And then I start telling them a long story, 10 minute story. Oh, this is who I am, this is how I came about. This is what's in the food and this is the story that I'm trying to really come put together and all of that. And then now people are listening and the food, like the fumes are like, and they, they can't even touch. And I'll say, okay, now the table is open and people jump into the table and then, you know, throughout dessert, and then they want me to tell the story. Then we're having our Zulu bubbly, they want me to tell the story. And then when it's all jovial and nice and I'm asking people, how did you get to find out about me yes. what you think of the setup you know i'm so grateful for people who come all the way to yogel that's really find this kind of inflate experience of mine we've had amazing moment you know what it is smash mm-hmm. once you were like my bar we were one my guest and then you became my bar guy and you were like my co-host for the people you had brought and the people that had been there kind of like and i saw myself also in you Yes, you know yes. it's it's amazing that we can create amazing moments. That food has always been part of us, and right now, as I was speaking to you, as, as I'm old and I, I enjoy the word of reading, I'm going to a book launch. I do a lot of those things that somehow it has become a natural thing, like reading for me. Like it's something you can open up whenever you want to nourish yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why our masses are not 
reflecting like they are reading a lot because mm. I don't know which books they are opening. Because then if you look at the conversation or where we are now as society, as young people, I, I think people can open up that thought that is called a book. Yes. So somehow they also food leads me to other interesting things. Food is more than, it's a big metaphor for me that I use for a lot of other things. It's funny, yesterday it was the anniversary of the passing of Anthony Bourdain. You know, one of the yes, great yes, yes. Mm-hmm. explorer, a chef, extraordinary, a, a great author, a writer, thinker, activist, whom I got to meet 10 years ago here in Yeovil when I started the the uh, uh, good food movement downstairs. They eat Arabi, eat the world. I had a mentor called Arabi Mutek and he traveled around the world and he'd been known and he suddenly passed on and the World Cup came. Then I thought, I'm going to name my kitchen Eat Arabi, Eat the World because Arabi was like the world or Arabi had tasted the world himself. Mm, mm. And then Anthony Bourdain came and found me and then some article was written about me called The Gastronomic Smuggler and he found me and he came to film with me the first series of Parts Unknown to CNN. And it went haywire and I came back, I traveled with him and I came back to my shop and uh, there were like long queues and I had to change my street kitchen concept to become fine dining, you know, because I realized that I'd become a little bit more famous than on CNN with Anthony Bourdain. So, and, and so I've been reading about him the whole night and it, it, you know, and up to this morning. And uh, so food for me has opened up a whole lot of uh, uh, avenues and it is, look at me today you know like you know and when you ask me that you want to have a conversation with me and i thought a multifaceted person you still know that i'm a foodie but other people may be calling for other things people are still sending me music people are still trying to make make me play their their single and make them famous and i said oh well maybe on my table so food for me has been everything smash and you know and and that everything is food also somehow to me because People have revealed themselves like food. People have turned out to be amazing dishes from simple ingredients to me. I love that. You know, it's something that. that I enjoy, that I cherish for a long time. Food has opened so many other doors for for me, especially coming from where I came from, you know, like coming from the media world when I thought I was up there and to come crashing down into the kitchen and they thought I'll be forgotten. Now I'm so proud that people don't know where Sandra is, what Sandra is doing, or Sandra's cooking in some street corner in Yeovil, and people don't know, understand, can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm on a higher level. The, the kind of audiences that I have, and that, that a audience I can feel and I can touch, and I can see them also use all their senses. Sometimes you never know how disrespectful our listeners are. Yeah. <laughs> and now my listeners, my audience, like they smell me, they enjoy tasting, they are listening to me, they are touching. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing just to grow into this full world, especially when you're really trying to revive all your senses, as I hope I am reviving all the senses of all of us that are in tune to this right now. Brah, like that is so beautifully put. For me, I, I am, I'm, I've got goosebumps. Let's start there. So I'm a very spiritual, I'm led by God, I'm led by my ancestors, and I don't just get goosebumps out of nowhere, my brother. <laughs> So what, what this represents for me, and especially when you are reflecting on, on the late Anthony Bourdain, and you're also reflecting on your journey, that you would even go as far as, you didn't say it, but from an interpretation point of view, you've been doing the dinner club since you were 17. You just did not know it was it. So in yeah. terms of who you are speaking about, you are speaking about self, and it's all found inside. You know, I want to take it back though. Like you mentioned 2010. So 2010 hits, this is the big, I, I, I'll never forget 2010 because 2010 represented hope. 2010 was like, 
for for anyone who is between 18 and 30 something it's like they democracy to a certain degree because it's yeah, yeah, the world yeah, yeah. wants to see what you're about you know and i remember telling my late mom that i am moving to Joburg to pursue my dreams <laughs> i don't know what gave me the self-belief and desire what gave sansa the sansa the the self-belief and desire to share story to connect with people through food and most importantly you mentioned something about reading bestowing knowledge that i think that's so key bro and that you've done that with your world dinner club you bestow knowledge without you knowing its impact and how far reaching you know and i would like to tell you that it's beyond you you're going to be remembered even when you are dead so what wow. gave you the safe belief what gave you the self-belief to actually turn this thing into an experience because clearly you were not thinking commercialization or capitalism and what gave you the self-belief to not stop in spite of the hurdles? Because I know you experienced some challenges too, bro. Of course. I, I whew, coachable quotes, uh, it's always the simplest answer and it's simpler because it's always true. Uh, I'm a product of this nation. Yes. I'm sorry to sound like Vinnie Mandela, you know? I'm sorry to sound like Mama Nomzam, I'm, I'm zamaring my way out of this. It's, I'm just a product of this society. I mean, you know, so that can people come, read about Nelson Mandela, and they land at OR time when they see a, an airport that looks like you in Zurich or in the international, and they 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 go to to apartheid museum, and then they just hear that there are our stories, and 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 they go to Mandela's house, and then and then they go to Santin and then they just see you know um the aka types and all you know that they are the black class and then they think they've seen the country and then through the eyes of mandela or the, the, the mandelification of south africa and i've always thought that south africans are very interesting because there are these people coming here and we made mandela this is the land that made mandela these are the streets and this is the complex history that formulated Mandela. Mm. And then people seem not to be interested in South Africans. People like South Africa and Mandela, but not South Africans. Mm. And South Africans are most amazing people. They are mm. so political, so uh, tenacious, and they're so courageous, and I think we are so intelligent, and we are just like the black butter of blackness, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, you gotta know it. And and I've always, so I come from, from a long line of that. You know? fathers before Madiba and when Madiba came we are friends ah, there's an old man is one of us even if my grandfather had coughed and gone away mm. when Madiba, Madiba reappeared I I related and so people are always looking for us and they don't know where to find us so we must all just be ready with our stories and and, and our backgrounds and our, our intuitions and you know we really need to rise to the occasion my contribution at the Yuval Dinner Club mind this is the COVID uh, protocol we sit just a little beneath 20 you know when we are 24 we're a bit overcrowded it seems a bit illegal but even mm. though my room could fit 60 but what are these rules because if you had met dinner club people would be standing people would be sitting on the porch and everywhere else when i had cooked but like now we sit about 18 to 22 the most 
And it's my small contribution as the story of Johannesburg. In case you are lost in Zobe for one night mm. and en route elsewhere, whether your Sasa money didn't appear, you need to go back to Limpopo. I always wish you could experience Yobel, the Yobel dinner club or the kind of space. So I've always had that thing inside me that our, our, we, we need to create a big table and we need to share our stories and our table need to feel smell look like it was our grandmother's table and our grandmother as a collective as exiles and exiles as the diaspora as children of the sun so everyone is family like somehow to me and you know and then food is also one of those languages Sanza, um, yeah. so so you you were speaking about something really really important in terms of like leading up to the journey of you saying like this is what i want to be remembered for this is what i represent this is my story but beyond all of that sansa and the challenges that you encounter because you are going to encounter challenges in life big challenge that we face today is entitlement what do you say to entitlement when you're looking at it in the face we are all a product of our bringing of our environment and our societies you know mm. and um i think i'm empathetic towards entitlement and it's also it's a big way this entitlement because then somehow it's what makes us not get through to each other and talking about also legacies or how you want to remember and blah some of us might just know also that you're not gonna ever be forgotten not by everybody and not for all the reasons so we need to be steady and i said it earlier that you know we only ask and introspect and only us and introspection not only also just within can also introspection also is up looking around you and within south africa and also looking around from within mm. so knowing our society or whether it's a country or like in yoga for me this is my world in yoga and i always look within that's why i find the beauty of people but when and when i look without then i find a lot of unemployment a lot of street potholes and oh, the government is messing up with us that's being looking without but looking within then i know why i'm here and i know that these people are here for a reason and then that there's beauty in humanity and then that oh wow there is no space that's got good food in this city than yovel and you know and then and there's and there is a lot of brains like ours like to know what to do with it and there's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of ears to hear our stories and there's a lot of eyes actually looking out for us even though you know the concierge or the curators or short left Joburg tells you where to go but some of us know where we are and some of us know when we need to go so that we can keep the memory alive so let's not also fight over legacies and mind that's why those things create egos and 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 and, and we too young also for those legacies we need to live the only gift we have is life and the only way we can give back is really live in this life so and we need then to fix our mistakes and we need to face our challenges and you know we need to deal with the demon you know and also know what to do with the beauty i'm an aquarian and i told i think a lot i'm one of those people where i don't like getting too excited except of course on an idea mm. but i don't like to be too excited in a space and but i always feel like the party is going to finish what if the song what if these days what if there's load shedding mm. in the middle of your funny dance mm. you know mm. so uh, uh, um, I, I don't know how I can say I deal with things that may seem like negative like entitlement but tenacity understanding empathy you know and understanding especially you know like the, the, the mind over matter I think the brain we can sort all these things out I really like 
a lot of different use of things of people uh, uh, um, um, objects you know and then therefore you gotta charge them and understand them and they're all not gonna give you the same sensations and then up until you go inside then you make sense out of it so i like not to be disappointed in advance or to be excited in advance i like to have perfect timing in jazz is all there's a song called a brother with a perfect timing yes you know like a drama i'm listening to Dumi Moforos, you now a young star mm-hmm. who is like he's, he's released his jazz movement and it's about the black sonic how we dance how we love i'm just so inspired just to be dealing to be to be sensing some entitlement or trying to be famous or I'm, I'm not so much anti this because you know for you to be anti you gotta be into it first you know so there's a lot of things i no longer do and maybe because of time or anything like that or because i'm driven towards more towards other things so if we just really listen to ourselves i think we can draw ourselves to the the, the best conclusions or the best uh, 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 interpretations of, of things that are happening around us and it's good to have those diversity it's good to have the bad versus the good it's good to have excitement versus you know you know because like now everybody else can really kind of like kill your spirit so mm-hmm. we are who we are and that's the way it's going to be but the way we think the only thing that we can control and the way we live for now so i'm, I'm generally i want to know the simple i'm generally a positive person mm-hmm. i like things i like things to happen i even you know if, even even gossip i enjoy because i i listen because in my mind, I'm like, no, people don't know. Those who are saying things about others don't know how the others are feeling or they don't know what's ahead of them and all of those things. So I'm really, I'm a, I may not sound like humble, but I, I think I've been humbled. So therefore, I understand humility. But I, I, I mean, nothing else. I still live and I still do things that I want to do whether i've bent my fingers before or not you know so okay. I, I think i do i just want to be a, i'm enthused i like enthusiasm in things and i think that will really that, that's what what life is all about bro you are also a dad <laughs> you are a leader you're an elder <laughs> um you know so i got like a I, yo god is so good i've got an 11 month old baby she's walking 11 months yeah kaya masa Kayama Samtujula, that's her name, yeah. And, you know, I speak to her mother, my wife, and, and I, you know, like we talk about, like, what school do you want to take the baby to? How do you want to, like, all of those things. I see those things. Those are, I think those are dressings, right? Fundamentally, the important thing is for me to instill no judgment. If I can teach Kayamasa not to be judgmental, I have done my job. <laughs> so the reason why I am going with that intro, I want to talk to you about how you speak to the future generation, to your kid. Sure. Yeah. Yes. My, my daughter, Londiwe, is going to turn nine and June 16, next, mm. next, next, next week, next Thursday. She's going to be nine. And, uh, she lost the other tooth, the, the side one. Yes. Two two nights ago on uh, uh, the morning of her grandmother's birthday on the seventh, and and whew. So I fetched her from school. Listen, yesterday I fetched her from school. I had a lunch. I fetched her from school to come back and clear up after the lunch. 
and I went for a coffee break around four that I need after I fetched from school because I needed a break because I had a long lunch. And then I was about to prepare for my dinner and then I had to have a, a little session eating with her. And then we are planning about a cake and how a party is going to Acro branch. But every year I take my daughter to and have and some of her friends and especially uh, my nieces, my nephews, uh, has other siblings. Uh, to the Hector Peterson Memorial in June 76. Her mom already thinks that's an outdated idea. Every year we fight. I said, I'll do it as early as possible. Nine o'clock, I'll bring them back by 11. I just wanted to know where she's from. First to be in the township and to be at the 70s, 1976 or the Hector Peterson Museum. And then to tell her that the day you were born, every year for life, talking about, about legacies, people will be reflected on this day. Mm-hmm. And then this, this year, 15th next week you should come smash i want to put uh, we must put on dungarees me and my staff and some of those who will adhere to the not the dress code but the protocol that we put on uh, our dungarees our denim dungarees and reflect on mbuyisa makubo who is an uncle who uh, now uh, our spiritual uncle who when they were young stars he saw another kid being shot at, bleeding, dying on the road, and decided not to run away from the police, to run back and pick up the child, the younger brother, the younger brother to him, not mm, biologically, mm, just, you mm. know? And then and then this uh, famous photo that has told many stories around 1976, the hardship, the revolution of the young people. People have tried to hijack the whole 1976 story and misconstrue it. But he's actually one of those faces. The photo is one of those photos that show the, the face of bravery. Now there's an artist in the States called Cause, and he's got this uh, comic uh, um, figures, and one is called Gone, and it's about a friend holding the other friend when the other friend, you know, maybe when they're still sick, but now the friend has died, but he still got him on his arms like this. And mm-hmm. I was looking at a white young guy from. Brooklyn and I just saw that piece on GQ and then I've been connecting with my young people and they know cause as a graffiti icon and I say I want to bring this exhibition this guy speaks to me because I'm still haunted by this idea of Marisa Makubu mm. you know and then because he saw himself in the newspaper the next day after 1976 and then he ran away into exile because he thought he was going to be wanted you know for doing something good for helping another child well mm. Hector Pitson eventually died but that photo Kind of Hector Peterson lives because we saw him in the arms of another brother and the brother was running for help and the sister mm-hmm. was crying. Just think, God heavens, I want to hear. And then even if both uh, Mbuisa has been lost ever since and uh, Hector Peterson was, was uh, died or was buried and his sister is still running the 76 Museum, the stories connect and they kind of like they live on. And that's the day my daughter was born. And now I commemorate and I, res- you know, I commemorate and I respect those days and I'm trying to connect stories. So talking about what you are talking about, you know, the messages to the next generation and, you know, how do we, you know, um, uh, uh, plant what is a good seed to the next generation. It's like by being ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and when you open up the question, you started saying as a dad. And one thing I have as a dad, whether it's a question that doesn't need an answer or anything like that, we need to grow, keep growing. Madiba groove when he came out of prison in 79, 78 and, and grew to become and then also was still able to shape his legacy and passed on and now 
young some people can wake up and say Mandela sold out. Mm. Yet Mandela had even like two lives mm. in the middle one in prison and then to try to fix things. We need to grow and we need to grow as we grow our kids. So we need to grow with our children. We need to grow with the world. The world seems to be growing or aging, but living and, and, and struggling, but it seems to be holding. So we seem to be, we are alive. So the, the world itself is still growing. So we need also to grow, but then growth in a positive sense or in a negative sense, then we learn from the mistakes, but somehow we are towards growing. So we, I can't shape all those things. So I, we listen to each other. We are grow, I grow with my kids. I, you know, they ask and I answer and I ask a lot of questions and they make me grow because they tell me about where they have been been. Like, how was your day at school? So she tells me about the world and things she faced. And, and then somehow then I want to interject and say, oh, but did I did this or did it had to be like this? Or I've lost a school jersey and all of that. And how do we just playing? So just to put ourselves in each other's shoes. And, and that's not putting your feet. Your brain can fit any shoe. You know, so then we have to have understanding. So we impart understanding and the, the, how we can be less judgmental. So I think the more we live, we will learn not to judge because then we see life for what it is. People who are judging are people who don't know how to live. People have been seen things. People who always have ideas and they're just living within themselves. And we also can tend to be like that as a, as a, as a post-1994 society or mm. as, 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 as how we, we, we view each other post-1994. I think we've forgotten the other sensibilities, how to, we used to allow each other space to live when, before when you know who the enemy was and when you know who the community is. But like now, I think the communities are just living within themselves and they're just so lonely and they're not touching. The whole concept of holding hands but not touching. You know, we just seem to be kumbaya dancing or together or matching or wearing the same brand, but I don't think we are getting, we are collecting our feelings around that and the stories and you know, how connected, the connectedness of it all. And then therefore we don't need to be worried about kids or imparting good or bad. We just need to be ourselves and grow because kids will always ask why you do it or what is that or how. And then if you take that question to heart, then you are asking yourself the very same thing and you answer yourself and then you give yourself a temporary answer to justify the madness that you're going through. But as you grow, then you realize that you've probably been answering yourself wrong or convenient just for yourself. We just grow, you know. Uh, 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 I'm not very good with answers. And I tell them and I questions. I've internalized your question so much that I'm, I, as I'm speaking to you, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself what you are asking me and I'm not answering myself. I'm kind of like exploring your question. And I think that's the best way of, of answering like also, I'm understanding you, I'm feeling you. And I'm therefore I'm saying, I'm not saying don't judge, don't do this. I'm saying, you know, if you are still judging, I don't know how, what kind of judge you are, but even I've heard that judges are fallible here and judges are also selected by the president. So no, judges are also not <laughs> here. <laughs> judges are also corrupt. Oh man, oh man. The judgment is not always right. I don't believe in, 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 in incarceration and all those things. So, you know, I'm a, a, a abolitionist or something like that. So, you know, there are a lot of innocent people that are, are hanging out there and, you know, people, you know, and then there's a lot of, uh, and then they, they, they've given, they're given titles or, or, or names or, or, or branded by society, all those things. But I, I think it takes a lifetime, you know, or it takes, you know, just for us to learn that, you know, it's not good to judge or, or, or and, and also even judge positive. It's not also good to fix something and say, this guy is a good, Person. and so what 
you know mm. it's a good mm. day still yeah even if tomorrow you wake up and you've forgotten how how good i am but the, the day is still good and what are you giving to it so we really need to give to this life and this life is still giving to us even if they say that the you know the ice crystals are falling and blah and then that look at this winter day it's so it's fully sunny and all of those things what happened to the gray winter you know mm. things are changing but life is showing us you know that it's, it's still pushing and we need to push we need to teach our youngsters to 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 keep becoming to be is okay to become is their own is, is, is what life is all about and we need we become we will not become the judgment we just become be, become beyond the judgment we become who we are supposed to be you know and we must really honor this life that's my answer Sansa, you know, like earlier on when I was trying to interject, when I said, I didn't get, I didn't understand that you would get to this part as you conclude your answer. Most importantly, everything is found from within. All that we seek starts from inside. You know, so, so I, I just wanted to add to that, like what you are saying and speaking to, it's, it's a conversation that started with it and you are comfortable with sharing it outward you know anyway hey bro we've run out of time i said at the beginning of this interview that you and i would we can talk like we <laughs> i had a coffee i had a coffee session at your house for three hours okay uh, so like I'll, I'll let your the listeners imagination go wild in terms of how many espressos i had and you know where the conversations went but before i let you go another important question what does the future look like according to sansa the future Oh, the future is here. Open your eyes if you want to see what the future look, looks like. You know, and look at the sensibilities of the blind people. The future looks like Stevie Wonder is moving to Ghana, you know, and uh, I hope he's moving there with his bank account. There's this, this mad movement towards Ghana. I don't know if it's started small, like it's a small, fetish, some sex tourism, when a few of our beautiful sisters said, I'm moving to Ghana. You know, and there was this thing called uh, the what the year of the return, and people are, and then the African Americans went to Ghana before they came to the Afro Punk 1919, mm. but in you know, 2019, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, the mm. two years before the COVID, yeah, and the year before the COVID, and uh, everyone is going to Ghana, even the Nigerians who don't want noise and who don't want uh, the gate boy and who don't want to be part of the uh, Nollywood are moving to Ghana, and. Uh, uh, the future looks like we're all going to Ghana. <laughs> but I'm, I'm in Yobo. I'm in Yobo. I'll be, I'll be learning to cook red, red, and uh, fry plantains, and make a, a condiment shop called Shito. And uh, I want to collect some of the Ashanti gold. I want to learn about the, the different languages of the Kente cloth. I want to collect a few as a scarf, as a shirt. I want to have pillowcases that are Kente cloth till I can have a whole duvet set that is different, made of different Kente uh, cloth uh, languages and designs. You know, I the future is beautiful, my brethren, and uh, I can't wait for the winter. I'm old enough now. I enjoy those frisky morning winter walks around the pool lake. Uh, you know where the pool lake is at, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and and you know and then i was enjoying the autumn when the leaves were falling because i've gotten a relationship with trees around my neighborhood you know uh, i don't like the way that future is bright like from an economist perspective but from mm-hmm. someone who understands liberty like living i think you know the future is alive you know and the future for the living 
And again, as we move on, we need to carry on the spirit of those who seem to have passed. You know, we lose every year. We've, it's been immense losses in the past uh, two years. Today is a very important birthday in my family lineage. You know, uh, someone was born today and someone who's since departed. And my auntie is in the family WhatsApp group. People were like writing beautiful things. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday. And others are crying, others are smiling, others are sharing memories. So for me, the future always holds those kind of things. You know, uh, the gray, the white, and the black, the night and the day. You know, the beautiful and the not so beautiful, the be and those, the becomings. You know, so the future is great. I love that. Thank you so much for this beautiful interview. Thank you so much for the inspiration. Thank you so much for being the light. Thank you so much for bringing Africa together, bro. Smash Africa on five.